online, we're so glad to see you. And let me say it right from the very beginning. Um, one of the things I'm having to deal with, with the Lord, is not trying to do everything myself. Does anybody know that? Anybody know about that? And, um, and, my, my, and, and my daughter is rejoicing. Um, so I'm having to repent from being self-sufficient um, in that there are other things that people can do that will help me do better what I do. And I, I want to just uh, thank you for your, your, um, your loyalty and faithfulness. This last Friday, I was in L.A. Uh, for the three-hour difference, so the first, the first um, devotion um, two weeks ago, I was fine. But this past Friday, I want to tell you, this body didn't hear, didn't see. <sighs> and I, I, I wish you could appreciate the panic with which I awoke, uh, realizing, oh my God, I can't believe it. And I, I could have delegated it to somebody else, but I wanted to do it myself. So uh, if you'll forgive me, I'll, I'll do better. Uh, thank you all. Thank all of you that stood in for me and are ready to stand in when I give the, the direction. Um, thank you. We appreciate it. I was in L.A. because I have a new grandson. And, uh, I, do, we have a, do we have a picture? Do we have a picture of him? So there's, there's several. There's, I, I don't know. Is that the one? There's one more? Yeah. Yeah. He's got his, his mom's eyes and his grandfather's lips. Amen. That was funny. Amen. And he's got his grandfather's, his middle name is his grandfather's name. Now that's Luca Flynn Johnson. It's amazing. So needless to say, we had quite a 10 days. It was a 10 days, sweetheart. I think it was 10 days. 19 days? 19 days? Oh my God, it went by so fast. I am so happy to be home. I don't know what to do. We, can we do something for just a moment uh, that we were born, you were born to do this. And you were born to do it not only by yourself, but even more so with each other. Would you lift your hands and just begin to bless the name of the Lord for who he is. This is our life. This is our lifestyle. This is why we were born and created. To worship him. To obey him. To give glory to his name. We thank you today, Lord. We bless your name today. You are, you are awesome, our awesome God. There, there is none other beside you. You rule and you reign today. In our midst, Father, speak to us today. Remind us and show us your perfect will. Thank you for the power to do what you have called and created us to do. We thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, we thank you that our expectations are not cut off, but you will do everything that you promised. Come on and clap your hands and give him praise. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All God's people said amen. Amen. You may be seated. While you're being seated, I'd like you to call to mind, if you would, call to mind, 
call to mind three. Are there three people this week that you either would talk to consistently or in the presence of? Do you have three besties? I think that's the name we use these days. Besties, is that right? S somebody called me a goat the other day, and I said, what? I thought I was trying to be, I thought I was going to be insulted. You know, you, you know, I, was, <laughs> I, I wasn't up on the lingo, you know, so they said, you know, you my goat. I'm like, yo, goat, you know. I, I was thinking about smelly, you know, yeah. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what was greatest of all time. I'll tell you what, he's my goat, amen. I, I love it. Do you have a besties, though? Do you have a besties? Do, you, do, do each of you, do any of you have at least three besties that you, almost a day doesn't go by without you seeing or talking to them? Do you have such? Jot their names down right there where you're seated. Uh, who are those people? I, I'd like to contend with you that those three besties are, are a prophetic picture of your life and your calling and your end. Who are, the three, who are the three best friends that you have that you're in constant contact with? Because all of us are impacted by whom we are connected to. Those connections are so important until God himself steps into your life when you say yes to Christ and God himself orchestrates Here's what he says in, in Romans. He, that is God, places in the body as he sees fit. It's a, an amazing understanding about God that he understands that you always matter to God, but you don't count until you get connected. You always matter to God, but you don't count until you're connected. He thinks connections are so powerful until he says something like this. You, how can you love me whom you've never seen and not love your brother whom you see every day? God judges. He looks at. He evaluates the effectiveness of our life not based on our alone stand, but based on our connections. It is amazing. In fact, I'd like to declare today that of anything that God's doing and wants to do in your life, it's to make sure that your life and that your besties are God's besties. But sometimes our besties are not God's besties. If you evaluate your life in the past, you can say that your life for, for evil usually is because of who we were running with. Our parents took painstaking effort to tell you who you could and could not run with. I used to think my parents were so cruel, they wouldn't let us hang out with them. But see, our parents knew something about them that we didn't know about them. The, the trajectory of your life is being advertised by your character and your lifestyle. And whomever you run with, you're running to. God, he, he, he believes that's, 
the most, one of the most important things that could ever happen to you. Not that you remain alone. Isn't it crazy in our culture? Social media tends to connect us in, in very interesting and new ways. Social media allows us to do our own thing while we can even, in some cases, fake connections. There are some people who even evaluate how many friends they have by how many likes they get. When God looks at your life and my life, he looks at the church and he looks at what he, what's called the body of Christ. When God looks at us, he sees very differently. He has the ability, and he does, in fact, look into the singleness of your life and your heart and your thoughts and your actions. But he evaluates them based on who you are connected. You come in this world alone, but, he, and he, but alone in terms of relationships. But the truth is, I looked at my my my, grand, my new grandson this week, and you know he he came into the world alone, but he came from a connection. He was being developed. By the connection, in fact, they said something about, there was a, uh, my son has a picture of it, that the doctors were overwhelmed. In fact, the doctors almost gasped at the sight of the umbilical, the strength and the power of the umbilical cord that was connected to my daughter and my new grandson. It was so thick and so healthy, they were shocked. They had a tough time. I mean, they cut it, but it, they were just, they were overwhelmed with it. I'm told that, it, I'm told that the substance of that, of that umbilical cord has um, life-giving substances. Nobody comes here disconnected. Everybody comes here through a connection. Excuse me, you got here, have mercy, through a connection. Look at your brother, look at just to say, we can't say, you understand what I'm saying, you understand what he's saying. God has created, yes, that's again. Right, and as soon as he got here, what do they do? They connect baby to mama. First thing that happens, my, uh, my son was there in the room, and so when they very, very first, because they were working with, with, um, they were working with my daughter-in-law and they, they handed the baby to, they said, it's important that this baby gets skin-on-skin skin connection. God, your creator, knows how vital it is for you and I to be properly connected. The trick about, is, about this is that really he is the one who understands how and where and to whom you ought to be connected. Because that connection controls your future and your destiny. We've been talking about three, uh, the basic bloom. If you're ever going to be everything God wants you to be, if you're going to be everything God desires for you to be, it will be based on your lifestyle, the way you live. 
we, 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 were, we were laying these at least four basic lifestyles of what it means to be connected here at Metro. One, number one, we, we have devotions. Look, tap, tap it in and say, we have devotions. And I'm inquiring because I was watching each service. Did anyone respond to your uh, um, no days off? I love it. I can't wait to see who wins that. I decided not to enter it. I didn't want to win it, you know. So, or I might say, I didn't want to lose it. So, we, we do connections because your connection with God in his word, devotions is a place where I am transformed inwardly into the image of God. His word, his voice, his presence, his direction, his illumination. It happens when you are connected in the word of God. And how can you live? How can your spirit live without the word? No more than your body can live without food and water. If your spirit is to live, Jesus made it clear. You know, man shall not live, come on, by bread alone, but by Every word that what? Proceeds from the mouth. The, this is the, your Bible. I'm curious, does anyone today have a paper Bible with them? I'm just kind of, I'm just wondering. Oh my God, stand up, give him a hand. You know, he's still in the ark ages, but. <laughs> Whoa, amen, here's another one. It's amazing, it's amazing. If I'd have asked that question just five years ago, more than three quarters of you would have stood up with your Bible. Isn't it amazing how things have changed? However the form the Word of God is, whether it's on your phone or your tablet or your computer or your, your reader, the Word of the Lord is life. To, tell your neighbor, His Word is life to me. You don't want to go long without receiving his word. Some of you say, well, I, 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 I'm just reading. I don't, if you'll keep reading, I promise you, if you keep reading, the, the words will begin to change. Somebody said the words leaped out from the page. What they mean is, I saw those words in a way I'd never seen them. Or I saw those words in the context they were in that spoke to my life. They were descriptive of where I was. They were explicit about what I was thinking. That's God speaking to you. Not by bread alone, but by every, come on, word that, it's a proceeding word that we get when we read the word of God. You're, if you're a member of Metro, wave your hand and say, I do, I do devotions, I, daily devotions. Come on, wave your hand. I do. And if you don't, I'm encouraged. I want to encourage you. It'll change your life. I used to take students, you know, when students would come to me and they say, I'm having a tough time passing this course. I said, well, I've, I've got a remedy for you. You know, well, you don't know calculus. I don't know calculus, but I do know this. I know the one who created calculus. And I said, so here's what he said. I said, if you will... If you will take just a few moments a day at the top of your day and give it to reading the word of God, just give a few minutes to that, you will be shocked how everything else in your studies will open up for you. This is true. If you are, if, by the way, if you're, 
if you're in a learning process, some adults now, we've never had it like this before, but mo most adults are now getting in a, a, a repositioning for a high learning curve because you've got to learn things all over again. Tech has changed, your industry's changed, the way we do business changed, the online phenomena of what's happening. You, some of you have to get into a new learning curve. And some of you are out, you're, you're disconnected because you won't get in that learning curve. Child, we don't need all them fangled things. Yeah, you do. And when, you'll get in, when you get in a new learning curve and you begin to learn, it's amazing. If, if your brain is struggling to learn new information, stop and, and just go into the Word of God and read the Word. Just read the Word of God and then go back. You will be shocked how your understanding will be clear. Yeah, so this connection is, is, is indispensable. And we also talked, the second word, L.U. was awesome. Why do you, why, I, we didn't, did we, did you find my song? Did y'all find my song? Get up and get yourself to church, yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all, oh, y'all ain't got the song? Can you find that song, man? Find that song before we, y'all got to hear this song. This song, this, 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 somebody was right on the, they were right on the money. It's a song about a mama saying, boy, get up and go to church. Yeah, really, no, really, it's awesome. And, and how many of you understand, it means something to be back in the presence of God's people. Clap your hands if you're happy to be there. And today, I want to emphasize something that I want you to get a hold of in your life. Because this is, this is life-changing and life-redirecting. Who are you? Did, you? did you get those three people? Did you write them down? Those three besties? Take a second. Look at your neighbor close to you and then tell them who your besties are. Tell, just tell them who your besties are. I want to see if anybody... Do you know their name? you have to call their name? If you don't have a bestie, I, I got you. It's amazing how you can predict the direction of your life by the connections in your life. It is amazing. The people that you are connected to, their life and your life feed each other. They impact each other. It's true. It, can you think of a saying that your parents used to say when you were young about who you're connected to? Can you think of a saying that your parents would say to you about who you're connected to? Yeah, shout it out for me. Bad company corrupts good character. Show you right. You had one? There it is. Birds of a come on, a feather. What about it? I remember one that said, you cannot fly with the eagles hanging around the turkeys. Yes. If you, <laughs> if you make your own bed, you got to lie in it. Somebody else back there about connections. Yes. Woo! I knew it was coming sooner or later. What does it say? What does it say if you do what? Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Yeah, show you right. The scripture is profound. 
about this issue. Unfortunately, church, because of, of the last crises we've gone through, there has been, in my estimation, a, a directed, a concerted effort to keep people apart in the name of keeping us safe. Keeping us safe, I am for that. Keeping us apart is not of God. And I want to say to you, that those of you that are, are watching with us, God bless you that you're with us. But I just, I want to tell you there's something that happens when we are in the presence of each other that doesn't happen any other way. So let me just, let me give you this right quick. See, relationship dynamics is a whole nother field in the, in the world of business and, 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 and uh, advertisement. Relationship dynamics are, are actually courses that you can take to make you good at relationship dynamics. Has anybody taken any such courses or any like courses? I see a couple of hands out there. It's amazing. The greatest key to your success is you understanding relationship dynamics. Research, here's what research shows this. It isn't just a matter, success is not just a matter of hard work. It's not just a matter of talent. It also depends on your relationships. In addition to helping you find jobs or find a network, it, it shapes your happiness, it shapes your health, and it releases your ideas. There's nothing more powerful in your life that you can be aware of is who you are connected to. Two things, who you draw from and who you give to. There's a teaching I want to give you. I can't do it today because I only have about five minutes. There's a teaching today I want to give you. Write it down so you remind me. It's called, it's about relationships. It's called WTF. You want me, to, you want that teaching. It's not what you think. But it is perfect. You want that teaching because it will bless your life. Because most people are not yet connected the way they should be. You have, you have, have you ever had a, have you ever had a, um, uh, in your appliances, and the, the, the wires are frayed so you don't get a, a full connection? There's nothing more irritating than being on the phone and all of a sudden, the connection's broken. It's irritating. You're in the middle of a conversation, something important. Now I can't hear you. What'd you say? I get what? What'd you say? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Wait a minute, let me walk over here. Can you hear me now? Our lives are dependent upon being connected. Opportunities, by the way, beloved, don't float down from the sky. They come attached to people. Many of us have not understood that. When God wants to bless your life, promote you, and move you on, it will be because, not only because you are faithful in the things he said, it will be because you are rightly connected. No one in this house or congregation should ever be without work because if you're connected, we know where a job is. And God has proven that over the years. When you are rightly connected, usually your promotion many times is not because you're so good, you may be good, but somebody recommends you. 
When, when you are really good and you have somebody you're connected to that, that, that defames your character, maligns your, your integrity, it, it tends to stop the flow of what God wants to do. And God's got to deal with that and he can deal with that and remove that person out of the way. Your life connections are vital. Your everyday connections determine your life. By the way, saints, isolation is guaranteed destruction and disintegration. When you feel like you can make it on your own, nigga, they wrote songs about being on your own. People, people just, I mean, they love it. On my own, on my own, it's horrible. It wasn't just that generation 30 years ago. 50 years ago, I did it my way. Yeah, but you know, really? When you are not rightly connected, you are not rightly developed. You can only become everything God wants, intended you to be when you are rightly connected to the body of Christ. God uses imperfect relationships to perfect you. To make you whole. And to make you complete. All of you that ran away from a connection God gave you, from a household of faith, from a local church, you ran away because somebody hurt you. You just blew the chance God was giving you of becoming the better person he intended you to be. Because, see, in our culture today, we can be at the job and, and be totally disconnected. Technology allows us to be that. You can be at home, right? You can be at home. Now you're working from home. And now you don't have, you don't have to, you don't have to, you don't, you have to depend less on your partner. Unless you have the kind of job where that requires teamwork. It's easy today, easier to be isolated in the midst of people. But let me remind you that God only perfects you. Listen to me. God uses imperfect, tell your neighbor, he uses imperfect relationships to perfect you. Look, the Lord may teach you when you're alone, but he can only develop you when you're in the right relationship. God can download a revelation to you, yeah, but he can't, he can't work that revelation out unless you're rightly connected. You don't believe it? Look at the fruit of the Spirit. Every single one of the fruit of the Spirit have to do with being connected with somebody. Love, joy, peace, patience, good, kindness. Self-control, oh my God. Self-control, you, you, you have to learn how to, you learn self-control in the presence of other people when you want to knock somebody out and you realize, no, I can't do that. Jesus understood this. And that's why in the disciples, among the disciples, they did not all agree on the same thing. They did not all come from the same political persuasions. In fact, they came from different theological positions and political persuasions. But he called them together to be the 12. And because they were connected to him, they could be rightly connected to each other. And let me make it clear with you, when you're rightly connected with Jesus, then you can be rightly connected to your brothers and sisters. 
And if you're not rightly connected with your brothers and sisters, you are not rightly connected to Jesus. How can you love me whom you have never seen and love and love your brother who you see every day? God did not intend for you to go this alone. Pride will kill you. The pride of I did it by myself. It's ridiculous. You know, the most successful people, the most successful people always acknowledge those who help them up. Everybody's standing on somebody's shoulders who achieves anything. Somebody gives you a hand up. Somebody gives you information. Somebody gives you a recommendation. Somebody opens a door for you. Somebody keeps folk off you while you're climbing your ladder. Somebody's holding your ladder. In the church, which is to be the epitome of connections, is where the enemy has labored the most. Everything from divorce, broken families, broken relationships, using people like things, loving things and using people instead of, uh, instead of loving people and using things. The enemy will only be successful to the, to the degree that he can separate you and me. I said, the enemy will only be successful to the degree that he's able to separate you and me. Look at your neighbor, look him in the face. The enemy is only, the enemy is only able, tell him the enemy is only able to be successful to the degree that he separates you and me. I, I want to end this, but I need you because, beloved, would you consider that your mother and your father, great parenting forces children to get along. Lord have mercy. Let me try that. Let me try that one more time. Let me try that. I said great parenting forces your kids to get along. And when they don't, you beat the tar out of them. Excuse me, y'all heard that right? Too late, my kids are already grown. Can't take me to jail for child abuse. I did it, yes I did. One of the things, one of the things that, that makes a difference in your life is when you are taught to get along. Nobody has a close relationship without friction, without challenges, without disappointments, without deep hurts and pains. In the body of Christ, it happens. Some people run from, from congregation to congregation hoping that they could find a place where they could, you know, they, they sit down and they're isolated in the midst of their loneliness in the midst of a crowd of people using the Sunday morning celebration as the only time you hear or experience the presence of God. That is not the idea that God had. You don't believe it? You go to Acts, you, go, you look and you'll see that what God intended is that day by day they were in each other's homes breaking bread together and, and giving attention to the word of God. Day by day. Beloved, we got to change our mind. Look, you sitting in a room by yourself with 10,000 TV channels and nothing on them. <laughs> is not going to get it. How much time have you have been eaten up in your life that God wanted to sow something into your heart? 
God wanted to make something different happen in your spirit. God wanted to grow you up so you could handle more responsibility. Please don't forget the part of the series when I do WTF because you're going to love it. That is a t-shirt. Work that out, would you? Amen. Okay, I got to quit. Isolation is guaranteed destruction and it's guaranteed disintegration. To be isolated and set apart is not the will of God for you. The Lord may teach you. Yeah, I gave you that. Okay, let's, go. let's stop this. He may teach, he may give you a revelation. Some people, if you're like, well, I'm really with God because God gave me revelation. Don't mean nothing. How, who cares how many revelations you have? But you can't even get along with your brother and your sister. You, can't accomplish, you cannot accomplish the word and the word of, and the purpose of God in your life by a single revelation in your mind. You will need to be rightly connected to the members of the body of Christ. After all, how else will they see Jesus? If he is the head and we are the body. When we come together, you know why we keep coming together publicly? Because we want Christ to manifest. Whenever you're together in a small group, it's because that's the place where you apply. That's the place where you actually live out what the, the word of the Lord, what God has spoken to you. I can't even emphasize enough how important it is. Do you know how many people today are dying of loneliness? Depression? From rejection? Thinking nobody else can understand where I am? I want to tell you today, it, the, the atmosphere that's been created by the crises has created the perfect, the perfect atmosphere for God's presence to come and rule and work in the lives of men and women. They need you. They need you. They need you. Who are you supposed to reach to? So I end with this. So when Jesus, he always gathered the 12. This was his joy. He gathered the 12 in the room. And, and this was the last time like this it was going to happen. And Jesus knew it. So he gathered them together in the room. And they were all assembled together. I love the way the scripture describes it. They were all there. It's like it wouldn't be complete if they all weren't there because he started with them all. That small group that he chose out from the crowd, he drew to himself, took with him, worked with them, demonstrated before them. Because he was really, he was preparing them for what they must do when he left. And, and that one last time they come together, they said, he says it this way. I'd like to say it exactly the way he's, it's in, it's in Luke chapter 27, verses 17 and 18. 17, I'll zero in on. This is what Jesus says. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he said, listen at this language, take this and share it among yourselves. I looked at another translation at the, at the English standard version says this, take this and divide it among yourselves. One other translation says, divide this and distribute this among yourselves. 
I, when the first time I saw that, I said, oh, my Lord. It wasn't Jesus, per se, here, you have some. Here, you have some. It wasn't that. He says he gave this to them. Now share this among yourselves. Jesus was demonstrating the lifestyle. Lord, have mercy. That he wanted them to live. When we come together around the table of the Lord, you know what the table's for? I keep talking about this table because most of you have not understood the power of the table in your house. The place where meals should be shared, where life should be shared, where defeats and victories should be shared, where prayer requests and, and answered prayer may be shared. That table is powerful. It's a place of judgment for the good. It's a place of promises that are answered. I pray for you that never had the experience of a family at the table. That God, I pray that God would, would through you, create that table again. Jesus created that table. When he said, come, and they were around that table, share this among yourselves. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Take this and share it among yourselves. This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Proper sign, this is what I'm about to do. I'm about to bleed so you can live. I'm about to bleed so you can be one. I'm about to pour out my life so I can pour in my life to you. And he said, take this bread. This bread, it was flat. It looks similar to this flat. I think some of you might know this Peter. Uh, I, we, Carol and I have had this in Jerusalem. It's quite amazing. He said, uh, he said, I want you to break this, for this is my body, which is broken for you. You can't get the blood until you break the body. That's why he had to suffer. Because in him was contained the payment in full for everything God the Father wanted for you and me. Share it among yourselves. Every time you drink this, every time you eat this, remember me. That's why in our small groups, we, we will incorporate this year in our small groups the table of the Lord because of the intimacy of what it is to know Christ and to know each other that way. Oh, there's something inside of you that longs for that kind of intimacy without destruction, intimacy without shame, intimacy without being taken advantage of. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's something in human beings that want to know each other this way. There's a book written by Dutch Sheets called The Pleasure of His Company. Many of us have not understood the pleasure that Jesus wants to give us of each other's company. Because in, when, before when sin reigned in our life, it always ended in our shame. Am I talking to the right people? This is very different. Take my blood, drink all of it, he said. Eat my body, my flesh, because this is the payment. This is the life that I'm releasing to you. 
So today, I want you to make a decision that you will not let the week go without God rightly connecting you to the people that really are going to be the chart of your future. So many things I could tell you are connected. The place you live, the cars you drive, the vision you have, the dreams you dream are in connection with God's people. Some of you simply need to change connections. Tap in there. Don't be ashamed to change your connections. My God, would you bow your heads with me in reverence before the presence of God? Paul said, when you eat this meal, I want you to wait for each other. Because I want you, he said it this way in Corinthians, I want you to examine your heart. Examine your heart. Don't have anything in your heart against somebody else. If you find that in your heart, and the Holy Spirit will show you. If you find that in your heart, I want you to release them and forgive them. God is the one that will take care of all matters of justice. All matters of righteousness. He will make it right, I promise you. And if it need be that you need to go to people. Some of you might need to make some phone calls today. For some people that God put in your life. Holy Spirit, bring those people in before the conscience of this people today. Some people that you had, words weren't well. Words weren't spoken very well. And, and those people, sometimes the people that you have the most friction with are the people that are going to be the most vital in your life. In the body of Christ, some of the greatest, deepest, most powerful friendships begin in argumentation. I don't like you like the color of your hair. It ain't nothing to do with prejudice. You just don't like them. And many of those people, God has slated to be in your life, to bless your life. In others of you, God wants to connect you to people. He's got to do something in your heart so that that connection becomes a divine one and not an evil one. He's got to change your heart. Think about it. When God constructs his body, even as Luca Flynn was being constructed in his mother's womb. God was weaving something. That's what, that's, what the, that's what David said. I was woven in my mother's womb. God wants to weave you together with some other, other people. But you've got to deal with your heart. You're going to do great exploits together, but God's got to fix your heart. What if what God promised, expectation? What if the, what if, what if the, the explosion that God promised you was about who you're connected to. And that very person you've shunned. And you're waiting on God today. I want you to make that decision. You're with us online today. Make that decision. Make that decision that I will, I'll make the phone call. I will make this relationship right because God has something for me and them in it. every day, most days, who you're connected to is where you're going and what you're going to be like.
Father, in the name of Jesus, this cup I raise before you today is your blood poured out for us for the forgiveness of all of our sins, for the destruction of all evil in us, for the repair of the pillage of the enemy of Satan in our lives, for the healing of our diseases, for changing our, for changing our attitudes when they are displeasing to you. That power, I declare today, is in your blood. I thank you, Lord, that those who suffer in their body, who been, they've been suffering, Father, this bread be to the healing of broken bodies, broken health. Let it be so today. We give you praise and thanks for what you've given us. And we receive it with joy. Thank you, Lord. Forgive us. Yeah, would you forgive us? Make us whole. Instantly when you ask, it's available to you. Some of you who you have not walked with the Lord the way he desires. But today you can say, Lord, I want that in my life. I want you in my life. Open your heart and let the Lord come in. When you ask him for forgiveness and you ask him, he will come. He will come. Lord, would you make it so in the name of Jesus? To the high.